you just want to play for a guy like that. New head coach Tony Elliott, and I'm so excited to be able to usher in this new era of Virginia football. Yes, sir. Let's go, coach. Let's go. Yes, sir, go on up. The biggest names in sports come here. It all starts with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max at 6 Eastern and continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hour number two of the Sports Hangover. Mickey Loomis wrapped up. You want to hear what he had to say? Luke Johnson kind of told you what it's probably good. Um, Jordan, did he tell us, as he's been cutting the sound here, who the uh, next head coach of your New Orleans Saints is going to be? Did he say that? No, he did not. Okay. It's Looking forward to the weekend. Gonna be chilly. Jordan, little frost on your side of the lake over there in the Nope Shore. South Shore, little frost here as well. I think some freezes. Just look at it. I saw a lot of purples and blues and lots of different colors from all the weather. Cast last night and this morning. It's gonna be chilly for a couple of days. It gets into like the 60s or 70s again, like a Thursday, for like a day, and then boom, it gets cold again for the weekend. Anyway, 800 998 We'll hear from Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis. He did speak at the bottom of last hour. We had Luke Johnson on at the top of last hour to kind of gauge his thoughts as to where the team may be going. And it kind of does seem, Jordan, like you can make a case and argument for really both paths of how you want to go, as we've been talking about, right? Do you want to go the, hey, let's stay with continuity. Let's stay with a man that has been in the Sean Payton system, the Sean Payton way. 12 of 16 years, that's Dennis Allen. Do we go outside of the building and try fresh eyes or a different approach? Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores, who Adam Schefter this morning says they plan to interview him. Now, Flores is a finalist for the Giants job, per Adam Schefter, where the team has requested permission to interview, what, Aaron Glenn, Right? Um, and Dennis Allen, he was going to be part of the interview as well. So we have Flores as well. Byron Leftwich has been requested as well. We spoke with Mike Simzak about Biennium and what the issue is. And what he was saying is a lot of it is just timing. A lot of jobs get filled. We had nine. Two got filled. And also... A few minutes ago, the Dolphins are planning their second interview with Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore uh, about their head co- coaching position. Who? Kellen Moore. Yeah, f- with who? You said Dolphins? Yes. 
the Dolphins. I was just making sure because I'm reading Roy. He's texting me. I wonder how he feels about that. To go from Brian Flores to Kellen Moore. Good luck with that, Roy. <laughs> I told him we can call the show at some point today. Here's your guest list coming up this hour. Rafael Esparza, 115. David Alexander covers the Rams at 130, 145. Rick Moore covers the 49ers, 205. Uh, we'll have John Forque give his thoughts, 215. Marlon Favorite, 230. Leo, we'll mix your phone calls in. Not everybody's going to have the full 10, 15 minutes in those segments. We definitely want to get some calls if you want to chime in here. So let's hear what Saints general manager Mickey Lewis had to say. His thoughts on Sean Payton and the decision to step aside. I think what I'm going to do is, look, I'm going to, I'm going to speak with you guys next week in Mobile, and I'm going to reserve um, those comments until then because, uh, you know, I still got to wrap my arms around, um, you know, the emotion of it all. And, and it, look, it's hard, to, it's hard to summarize up 16 years in a few words, and I, I want to – I just want to, you know, give that a little more thought and make sure I do it justice. So uh, I apologize that I have, I'm not answering that question. Uh, um, I'm going to answer that, but I want to, I want to, you know, do a really good job of that. And, and uh, so I want a few more days to kind of think about that and uh, make sure I say the right thing in the right way. Huh? <laughs> Happened Tuesday. It's Friday. I guess I guess it was an emotional thing. I mean, it's, it's hard for him to wrap. I mean, he could have said, look, you know, I'll have some more thoughts on this, but he meant a lot to organization, meant a lot to me, my relationship. Like, I could probably, I, I could have just texted him with the ring. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, He was asked, where is the team in the hiring process? Again, it just did happen Tuesday, and if he still can't tell you how he feels about Sean on Friday, my guess is it's it, it's still in its infancy stage, Jordan. Because I you got to wrap your head around it, you got to be able to be ready to hire coach, but you got you got to put closure on the other one. And I don't think we have. I'm sorry. I'm, am I finding this a little bit too amusing? Am I? Got to close one chapter before you can open the new one. Next I need one. a couple of days to do it. You, you've had two days. I just. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it as a uh, as you know a significant factor. Obviously, you know a couple teams have, are further down the process, and um, <clears throat> and a couple guys have been hired already. But I'm not not overly concerned with that. I, you know, I think our circumstances are different. Um, you know, there's eight teams where they let go a, a head coach, and and you know I think their their situation is different than ours. You know, when you have um, you know, a coach retire, and, and you have a lot of really good things in place already. 100%. So, I, I, you know, this is what I've been saying, Jordan. As, to me, you have a situation where you do have a lot in place there already. And, and I think in his mind, it's probably one of those situations where Jordan, he, he's like, look, I can go down a hallway and go get you a coach real quick. I can, I can really just go do that. Um. And maybe that's why he feels like there's no pressure to her. I think he, I think they have in mind already one, two, and three, right? Because of the situation, um, Mickey says it. This isn't a blow up. Like some people, Daniel Jeremiah, I would go calling for all the Saints veterans. I don't know if that's how he Daniel sounds. Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah. I mean, he'll just, go ahead, 
place phone calls. Go get you some Alex, you know, I mean, um, Alvin Kamara. I'm everyone's sure, on the everyone's market. on the market. Davenport, just go ahead. Teams bums, go get, go get him. Lattimore, you need a corner, he's available. I mean, like seriously, I wonder if these quote unquote analysts ever really watch the league or just have assumptions. Like there's still people saying, well, you know, the reason it's the cap, it's the cap, it's the cap. They cleared 111 million this past year. Doesn't get any harder than what's that. What's 80? I mean, when I say what's 80, what's 80? And again, Nick dot, I mean, Nick Underhill, New Orleans dot football. Go, go to, go to his Twitter feed. Go to the website. Subscribe to support him, of course, but he did a two minute video like last week. And he went through the list of players that sell jerseys and did what? Convert this to that bonus wise. And you're at about 78 roughly, I think is what he said. Without breaking a sweat's done already. Like they, 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 this belief that, oh man, there's 70 million over the cab. There's no quarterback. <sighs> Jordan Hunting going to win a game next year. I mean, you know. I know. I mean, Might as well just, hey, let's the go. only thing let's, I'm waiting for these clowns on these networks the to actually say, well, that, and I'm waiting for the, um, along those lines, not, not, not sell the franchise, but, you know, I'm waiting for the, well, nobody wants to go there now. I mean, it's New Orleans. No, no, why are we going to New Orleans? We're not going to New Orleans. I, I'm waiting for that narrative to now start. The only reason anybody ever went there was Sean Payton. Mind you, it's not the fact that literally we've been in playoffs in this era nine times. Won a division for the last five years, four straight. They didn't this year. If Tom leaves, guess what? I'm putting the Saints at the top of the division next year. Now, I don't know who their head coach is and who their quarterback is, but I think they're better than the Panthers. They're better than the Falcons. And if Tom doesn't come back, some of those other players ain't coming back. Good luck with that. It's it's crazy to me to hear these these national analysts look at it in a different light. I don't know. I I, I think you're you are one of the you know top jobs available. To be honest with you, um, Mickey Loomis was asked, "Does he think their roster is good enough to win next year?" Well, look, I would say this, Ed. We we like our roster. You know, we've got some good things, but, you know, we've got some questions, too. And, we're, you know, we're, we're going through that process of evaluation. Um, you know, we're going to have a list of things that we need to get accomplished in the offseason in order to get us into position to, to be successful. And um, But there are a lot of things that we like, obviously. You know, we, we, we had some good things happen this year. We had a lot of injuries, a lot of circumstances that were difficult that uh, I thought our coaches and players did uh, an amazing job of overcoming. Um, but, I, you know, the answer to your question really remains to be seen. You know, we've got an entire offseason we have to uh, deal with first. Mickey Loomis also, when speaking with the media just a little bit ago, uh, addressed the difference in, in, t- in terms of the time frame. Like, when would he like to have a coach? Um well, 
No, I wouldn't say that I have some drop-dead date. Obviously, you want to, you know, move the process around as quickly as possible, and yet it's more important to get it right than it is to be quick. And, um, you know, we're going to be diligent about that. All right. Um, what about the pool of candidates here? Yeah, um, I, I don't look at it that way. I think we're just going to, look, we're going to go through the process. We're, we're, you know, we've got a lot of names, so... Kind of depends on how you define candidates, because um, everyone out there—I uh, mean, I shouldn't say everyone. There's a lot of candidates now. Who we ultimately interview, that number gets pared down to the guys uh, uh, that we think will fit uh, what we're a looking for and b the 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 uh, circumstances that we have. So, I don't have a set number. It, you know, it might be it might be a lower number, it might be a higher number. Uh, we haven't set. Okay, haven't settled on what they're going to do. He did hire Sean Payton. Ten jobs, I believe, Rod Walker wrote. They were available back then, nine now. At the time, two have been filled, so seven left. Loomis on how this hire is different uh, as opposed to last time? Yeah, look, um, there's a lot of things relative to that question. The first is, you, you know, go back 16 years, and we were dealing with um, you know, Katrina and an evacuation and a city that was, um, you know, devastated and, and a lot of questions about about viability and, and long-term viability. You know, there were just so many other unique things about, about that 16 years ago that made that uh, opening at that time so unique and, and such a challenge. Um, you know, what's diff- obviously it's different now. We're not coming off of anything like that. We're coming off of a, a, a long run of, of success. Um, we're coming, you know, with, with, with uh, um, a different process that exists even within the league rules. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just completely different, really, in, in a lot of ways, other than, hey, we're looking for a head coach. That's all, George. <laughs> That's all we need. Head coach, anybody? Any money? Quick break. We come back. Rafael Esparza will join us. We'll go over the games. And then now that live mobile betting is up and running as of 8 a.m. this morning, Jordan, I, I had a something happened to me this morning that I, I need help on. So I'll ask Rafael for his help when we get back. Sports Hangover running ESPN New Orleans. That's a lot of diamonds. That's a lot of diamonds. You're seeing a lot of diamonds because you're at Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers getting ready for Valentine's Day. A Celtic knot made of two intertwined hearts share the fire of a single created diamond. The Together Forever Diamond Pendant is about the love you share. Just $169. You can also celebrate your togetherness with bigger diamonds at bigger prices. All the way up to $6,000. A crescent moon holds a Valentine's heart. That says, love you to the moon and back. Just $99. Now tell us about the circle of love, Aunt Lori. The circle of love diamond pendant is for only one woman. The woman who is surrounded by your circle of love. $149 and up. 
Valentine's Day is all about love. And so is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. What would you say you do? Sports, sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to The Sports Hangover. Question of the day before we get over to Raphael. Which conference championship game are you looking forward to the most? There's a poll out there. Bengals at Chiefs or 49ers at Rams. Still leading the way at 46% is Bengals at Chiefs. You can comment at ESPN Radio NOLA or on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. At VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow Mr. Rafael Esparza. 2 o'clock Monday and Fridays. He's got his own YouTube show as well. Rafael, I imagine you're busy today. Live mobile betting is finally here in Louisiana. What's it been like for you this morning? It's a little hectic because I'm freezing my uh, booty off in St. Louis as it's snowing right now as I'm attending the Royal Rumble, and I had to leave the convention center because it's really, really loud in there. Ah, the convention center, the Royal Rumble is coming up this weekend. All right, here's the thing, man. Now that this app is live, and I took a look at it this morning, my wife this morning, you know, is like, okay, we're, we're going to sit down tonight. We're going to do some stuff. Let's test it out tonight. We're betting on Burrow. I mean, she has plans already with what we're going to do. What what would be the best advice for somebody like me that doesn't? I mean, I got to go figure out what a parlay is and what all these other things are. What's sort of the best way to sort of kind of get into this and, and sort of enjoy, for lack of a better phrase, the app? Uh, probably not today and this weekend. Uh, first of all, no. Uh, my company's probably not gonna like this, but you guys are friends, so no parlays. Parlays are the reason why I get paid. Uh, so I would wax off on the parlays. For stuff that you're doing this weekend, just because um, Patrick Mahomes is playing and Burrow played for LSU, the numbers are no value. There's a lot that we had to jack up uh, Burrow's uh, throwing uh, yards prices because what he did last time Kansas City and them to played. So there's the, there's no value in his bets. I think there's look for stuff that maybe betters are not looking at. Maybe look for the second or third wide receiver. Maybe Dan uh, Dabble is probably not going to run the ball that much because you know the Rams are going to be ready for that. Look for those maybe second or third tier wide receivers or other running backs to have some of a successful game. So there's other things to look at other than just who wins and loses a game. Yes. Okay. There's uh, you know, <laughs> most passing yards. Who's going to throw a touchdown first? Interception first. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go to the bathroom first, AFC uh, <laughs> or NFC? You can bet it all. All right, which is why you do all those different prop bets and odds and things of that nature. Um, when you're mentioning here these games on the weekend, obviously we have some time. You can kind of look at it. i got some other things to do. 
But say the missus who asked me that tonight, she's like, let's pick a game. And I'm like, all right, well, I pulled up the NBA game schedule. Dude, all of a sudden when real money is on the line, <laughs> I felt hesitant to, to make a pick just in my mind. Like, I didn't press anything just yet. Um, but I'm like looking at, right, Pels and Nuggets, Denver's four and a half point favorite. You got the Pistons and Magic, Orlando, three and a half point favorite. Then I look at the Lakers and Hornets. Charlotte's an eight point favorite tonight at home hosting the Lakers. Lakers defense still lacking. It all depends if LeBron's playing. Right? He didn't play last uh, last game, so who knows if he's playing this week. I would stay away from betting games or teams that just don't know injury reports. We don't know if, if is AD going to be able to play back-to-back games. LeBron, he's going to take some days off now that AD's back. I would stay away from the Pelicans game. I would say maybe take a shot at the over. Uh, Denver likes to keep the pace up. Fast Pelicans show sometimes a lack of defense. I think the total in that game is a little bit off. Yeah, I look at like Jordan Celtics and Hawks, Atlanta, one point favor. I mean, is that essentially a pick them? Like, is that something like, do I stay away from things like that? Or I look like the Heat and Clippers, Miami's been hot, but they're a seven point favorite over the Clippers. I, I like the Heat. You said it. The Heat are probably playing some of the quietest, best uh, basketball in the NBA right now. Dude, this morning, Grizzlies and Jazz, Memphis was a four-point favorite. They're now five-and-a-half. Why? What happened? Money's coming in Memphis. I, I think they're the flavor of the NBA just because of what John Morant has been doing. They're probably the flavor, Kool-Aid flavor, of the NBA for the month of January. But, again, I still think it's the quietest team that just keeps on winning Miami Heat. So I, I understand Memphis money coming in, but I like the Heat. 9 o'clock on ESPN. Do I, do I, do I bet enough to get – and cover Carver's College here. Bucks nine point favorite over the Knicks in Milwaukee. Uh, it could be a bloodbath. Milwaukee coming off a horrible, horrible loss uh, the last game with uh, the Greek freak eating chicken wings, telling his team that we suck uh, on that game. So uh, uh, I would say Bucks tonight. But don't sleep on some of these college basketball games tonight because NBA okay. gets a lot of love late game uh, while you're chasing that money and Carver's money. Fresno State-Boise State game tonight is going to be really, really fun to watch. Low total, 118. All right, so there you go. See, this is what I, I got I to figure this out now with you. Um, in case, you know, just in case, just in case. Um, you said you mentioned you're in St. Louis for the Royal Rumble. Uh, who's who's winning, right? I mean, again, for those that don't know, what, what is the Royal Rumble? It's a pay-per-view for WWE, but what's the main reason everyone loves the Royal Rumble? Uh, it's a men's and women's 30-man uh, Royal Rumble in one ring. You throw people out of the ring. It's, uh, Big E is the favorite for the men's side. I'm excited for the female side. Ronda Rousey is supposed to be there. You got the Bella Twins. We can at one time have four ladies that had babies in the same year in the ring. Lacey Evans, the Bella Twins, and Ronda Rousey. That's good. That could be pretty epic. Oh, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, any what Roman Reigns was out for a little bit, right? Yeah, he's out with COVID. He was out with COVID. He's fighting uh, Seth Rollins. The old, the old back crew is uh, somebody trying to get back. Okay. So can Seth Rollins take the belt away from him? Okay, well that would be good. Um, so to check those odds out and everything, we can have a little fun with that. But obviously, look, it, it's AFC and NFC Championship weekend. So let's take the first game. You mentioned the numbers there. Seven point favorite. When when you look at the odds, why do you think guys like you and others? Put it that high, considering they lost to the Bengals. Considering that I, I is, it, is it based on the noise? Is it based on the, you know, the importance of the game? I, I don't know where. Where do you come up with the seven from? 
Uh, let's see, four AFC Championship games for Kansas City. That's their fourth one. That's why Eric Benemy is still looking for a job because he's still playing football in February. Okay. But it's just the money that's coming in on Kansas City. They're at home. We saw what they did last week. The revenge factor is just the one. If we would have made it anything lower than seven, we would have got crushed on Kansas City money. If we would have made it over seven, let's say maybe eight or nine, we would have been crushed with Bengals. We're already getting crushed with Bengals' money line bets coming in right now. So seven is the number. It should be seven numbers probably going to be when it kicks off. Because I could see KC winning, but I see a number like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grab my app. And I'm, I, I'm, I just think seven's high, man. I think seven's high. I have a feeling now that you can bet online in Louisiana, we're going to get a lot of Louisiana-Cincinnati <laughs> money because your Saints ain't playing. Yeah, and Joe Burrow absolutely. won you guys a championship, yes. so let's go Joe Burrow. I've never works. seen so much love for the Cincinnati yep. Bengals Man. in the Crescent City. Well, have you watched their games? Have you watched the guy? He got sacked nine times last week. It didn't bother him. He threw a 25-23 yard out to Jamar Chase. They set up the game-winning field goal. They beat this team a couple weeks ago. He's Joe Cool. He's got the glasses. He could care less about your four championships and how loud it is. They tried telling him that this week. He's like, dude, go play in the SEC. I, I just, I think we're underrating them. I think that was a bad thing because now I heard Kansas City has bulletin proof on that. Uh, I played in the <laughs> ACC, so that's why I would not shock me if uh, it could be an ugly game. I, okay. I, I thought everything he said was correct except that. Okay. I, I don't know. I doubt that. Uh, 49ers Rams, LA three and a half point favorite here. I guess it's one of those things where you look at odds, right? Like, what are the odds that again, the 49ers will just run the ball 70 times and beat the Rams again? Like, I just, I keep thinking at some point that's not going to work. Is it going to work Sunday? No, I like I like the Rams. I think this one could be a blowout. I like the Rams. Big. I think the Rams win this game like they beat the Cardinals. They win by defense, and I think Stafford doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, I think this one could be one of those ugly, ugly games that I can maybe catch something on the DVR and take a nap because I have a long, long Saturday night with Royal Rumble parties that I just got invited to. So I'm hoping it's a quick game so I can get some shut-eye. All right, well, there you go. Rafael Esparza, as always, appreciate the time. Thank you for um, you know braving the cold up there in St. Louis. Right. Did, did you get snowing? Do, do you have like legit? You know, you got like some ringside seats. I mean, are you that important for the Royal Rumble? I don't have ringside seats, but I'm pretty close. Uh, I have a couple of my companies that they'll pay my legal fees if I jump into the ring on, on the men's Royal Rumble. I love that. What? What? Who do you think wins the men and women? Uh, I don't. It's, I think it's wide open because they need good storylines for WrestleMania. I don't think Ronda Rousey wins the uh, the Royal Rumble. I would not be shocked if it's either Sasha Banks uh, or uh, uh, somebody else. Uh, I would love to see Bailey win it, but she's still two months out of 100% full rehab from her knee. I'm just hoping for a good Royal Rumble because I'm. I, this is my first one on tending that I'm not sitting in the box seats. I'm okay. actually close. So I'm just looking for fun entertainment. Who's the last uh, female? Who's the last male? Ooh, the last female. I'm going to say the last female. The two, uh, I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey or Sasha. The last male, I think it's going to be Biggie. Oh, okay. All right. There it is. All right. I, I'm with you. I think the last one, three, two, one, Ronda Rousey, hit the bagpipes. I, I, think, I think it would be good. I think it would be good to yeah. see that, right? That'd be fun. Because uh, right after they hear the music, right, you know the, the, the zoom in. 
uh, we're just going to go straight to Charlotte Flair. Who, wh- what's the first camera shot we see after we show her walk on stage that's going to be an utter shock in the ring? Oh, it's gonna, It's just gonna be Charlotte because Charlotte's yeah, in be the Rumble. Yeah. It's Charlotte because <laughs> that that's choreographed, right? Like, who are we going to for the utter amazement of no way? Even though we all yeah. know that's coming, it's gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be that for sure. All right, my man. Uh, as always, appreciate it. Feel free to come hang out with me. Oh, that's right. You'll be in St. Louis. Never mind. You're you're actually at the event. I'll be watching it on TV. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Have a good Take one. Take it easy, guys. Rafael Esparza. ESI Doc Sports. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk Rams football with David Alexander. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. CSX, a growing Fortune 500 logistics company, has immediate openings for freight train conductors. If you're looking for a rewarding career offering paid training at nearly $25 per hour, competitive benefits, and you share a passion for great service, apply today at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX, committed to supporting military and veteran families and their communities. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with Syntec and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec Premium Full Synthetic Motor Oil is formulated for today's engines to reduce wear. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec Full Synthetic and a MicroGuard Select filter for just $31.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Try Syntec today exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We'll hear from David Alexander here in a quick second. Talk to us about the Rams. Jordan Kleber, what's the update on our question of the day? Yeah, so before it was at 76% leading with the Bengals and Chiefs, but now... um, it's kind of changed. It's now up to 76.9% Bengals at Chiefs. So people are still kind of on your side with wanting to watch that game over the 49ers at the Rams. How much do you think it matters, the past games and past experiences and stuff, when it comes to games? Hmm? I mean, you saw it with the Chiefs last week. I mean... They've been in the Super Bowl situation. I know the Bills have gotten right. to that point multiple times, but okay. the, that's where the Bills season usually ended. The Chiefs were the Because in, in both games, it, it matters from this perspective, right? With the Bengals, it's 
can they overcome? I guess what you're saying. Well, one team's been there. You can't overcome. I'm, I'm, I, I think they can. And as we bring in David Alexander, goes the Rams. David, in this matchup with the 49ers, is it one of those where we're looking at it as even though the 49ers have had this much sustained success, this time it's going to be different. It's, it's interesting how both matchups have that sort of element to it from a completely different perspective, huh? Well, the Rams certainly think so. And I think, again, it's one of the reasons they made a lot of the deals they made. Uh, it, it, it's it's difficult to, to think about Aaron Donald not being effective in a game, but I think it's one of the successes the 49ers have had is they really sort of neutralized Aaron Donald. I think they believe they're a better defensive team, which will allow them, I think, to not allow San Francisco to do certain things they'd like to do. Yes, losing six in a row is something that is in everybody's mind. So the key is, you know, what can we do differently this time that we didn't do twice during the regular season that will kind of get the Rams over the top. Um the Niners present some unique challenges. Again, very physical. They run the ball very well. Debo Samuel is, is maybe the most important player still left in the playoffs right now. Uh, so it's really up to the Rams to find a way, first of all, to neutralize Debo Samuel, and then again to move the ball. They've got more offensive targets than they had the last time they played the Niners. Uh, that really, I think, is the key for them. Uh, allow Donald or allow the defense to be effective, even if Donald is neutralized. And then find a way to score points. Uh, the lower the score in this game is, the more it favors uh, the 49ers. I think the Rams are aware of that. Right. You know, one of the things that I, I heard a lot this week, and, and you mentioned it, the 49ers' ability to run the football on the Rams through these games that have been able to win. So let's play Joe Joe Fan here. Well, then just load up the box and stop the run, right? I, I, I'm sure the Rams have tried that. Why do you think the 49ers have had success running against this team when everybody probably knows that that's what they're going to do. Well, again, I think they're extremely physical. I think they've also sort of used some of Aaron Donald's aggressiveness against him. You see a lot of counterplays. This is, again, where Debo Samuel, I think, has become this really important weapon for the 49ers because he does so many things from so many different ways. Uh, the, Niner, uh, the, the Rams defense really is sort of predicated on speed, and the 49ers are a, a physical, tough, almost sort of a 1980s, 1990s running game as well, too. So I think their ability to, to sort of counteract uh, Aaron Donald's uh, aggressiveness um, and, and force the, the Rams' to defense to play a game they don't necessarily like to play. Again, I think for the, the Rams, it might be also scoring points. Um, they, can't, they can't have a 19-13 game. They've got to be able to score at least three touchdowns to win this game. I think the lower the score, again, really favors the 49ers, um, which means, again, Matt Stafford has to have a good game. Uh, Cooper Cup, who really exploded last week, and Odell Beckham have to have good games as well, too. The Rams can't simply win this game with their defense. They're going to have to score some points. I'd say a minimum of 21 to 24 points uh, to really win this game. Speaking with David, Alexander uh, covers the Rams for It's Sports Magazine. And as always, one of the things, David, when you look at matchups like this, too, you look at quarterbacks, right? And you talk about in terms of which one do you trust the most and, and to make those plays, how big do you think the touchdown pass by Stafford was going into this game? Well, again, I think Sean McVay looks at uh, losing, particularly the last two games, and saying, we lost to this guy, we lost to Jimmy Garoppolo, we have the better quarterback. Well, here again, here's the time. We talked a bit about this last week. Here's where this is what they got Matt Stafford for is games like this. And again, I realize that they lost two regular season games to the 49ers, but this is why you get Matt Stafford. 
this is why you get Odell Beckham. This is why you have the better quarterback, both statistically and I think sort of artistically as well, too. Here's where he's got to prove he's really the better quarterback. Uh, we saw at the end of the, the game this past week, the two great passes to Cup uh, late in the game, uh, which, which Stafford made. I think we got to see more of those kinds of plays. Uh, no turnovers from Stafford, I think, is really important. And, um, and, and waiting, I think, for Garoppolo to make that one mistake, which he invariably makes in every game, that one mistake, which hopefully the Rams can turn over and get some points behind that. So, again, if I had my choice between the two, right now I'd certainly take Stafford, even though uh, the, the past couple of games uh, uh, Garoppolo has been on the winning side. I think the 49ers won despite Garoppolo, not really because of Garoppolo. And I'm thinking that's probably what Sean McVay is thinking as well, too. How about in terms of what Sean McVay is thinking, in terms that we've seen a lot really of, um, and I think last time we chatted too, about having Odell Beckham Jr. and his influence and how it's helped. And look, I felt like you saw a lot of the attention paid on him, made some plays, and boom, cups, you know, essentially helping for the game winner there. Is that something that you think in this matchup McVay goes to and, and literally making it to where you pick your poison, but using those two receivers perhaps a little bit more? I think that's exactly it. I think he's going to have to force the 49ers defense to sort of pick their poison. As we talked about last week, we go back to the, the previous game where, where Beckham had the big game and Cup, I think, maybe had one or two cap, uh, passes caught uh, as opposed to last week where Cup was clearly uh, the better player out there. Part of it was certainly coverage issues, but I think, again, you, you force the Niners to pick their poison. Uh, you got to double one of the two. You can't really double both. Um, and again, I think Cam Akers won't have two turnovers the way he did last week as well, too. Akers was a big pass receiver in the first playoff game. I think there's more weapons on the Rams, and it really is sort of forcing the 49ers to choose who they want to beat them. And if that's the decision the 49ers have to make, make, then I think the Rams are certainly in a better position to win this game. So how do you think it goes on Sunday? Is it sort of what we've seen the previous couple of games, or do you think we have something completely different? Well, I'm, 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 I'm betting there's something completely different. I think the Rams are going to win this game. I think it's going to be close, uh, but I think they find a way to win this game. Um, the Niners, again, are going to be physical. They're, they're going to do the things that the Niners do and what the Niners do very well. The key for the Rams is, again, they've got to score points. Um, as I said, a minimum probably of 21 to 24 points they're going to have to score in this game. The lower the score of the game is, the better the chance the Niners have of winning this game because it means their defense is controlling. Plus, they're controlling the clock and they're running the ball as well, too. So, um, again, this is another reason they got Matt Stafford was to win these kinds of games. Right. Um, and, again, a minimum of 24 points, probably more than that, quite frankly. And also, I think, counting on at least one turnover from Garoppolo. Uh, if the Rams get those things, I think they're going to win the game. All right. David Alexander, thank you for joining us this afternoon here and giving us a little thoughts as to what we're going to see on Sunday in the late game. Man. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks. Thanks, Gus. You take care. Yep, for sure. Take care as well. So we will see what happens here. On Sunday, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our President's Day weekend special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing and free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Coming up next, we'll have Rick Moore here in this segment to talk about the 49ers and the other side of the NFC matchup here as we'll hear from him. And I'm interested when it comes to people that cover the 49ers, how they sort of feel in terms of the fact that it almost feels like San Francisco wins despite their quarterback. It almost, it almost feels like the year the Giants won. Weren't they the one of the last seasons when they upset the Patriots in the Super Bowl? And they found a way to make it through the playoffs. And no one expected them to be in the Super Bowl. It almost feels like that. Uh, this 49ers team is, is like the Giants of a few years ago. I'm just having trouble even caring about this match. <laughs> Being honest with you, like, do you do you do you care about this match? I want to see the 49ers win because that's no one was expecting them. I mean, you think about it. What are it. you talking about? I told you. What do you mean? Like the last two were, years, if they, they, I told you last you, year they got injured, no, and I'm like, yes, no, no, no. no. Do you want to go back they, to the tape? They lose. They Ain't lose against the they lose him. against the Rams. The Saints are in. Expected him. You do know they were in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? They forget that they lose. Like three they lose against the Rams. Are literally the week before the playoffs. The Saints are in, and then we're not even talking about the Forty I understand that. I do. I do. I mean, to have that big of a turnaround to where your your season right is hanging on by you winning a game right. and then you making it to the conference championship. I, I think that's an awesome feat. 
Rick Moore covers the 49ers for Sports Magazine. Rick, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm having trouble with my intern here to understand what our feelings are with the Niners. What is it like to cover this team? Because I feel like when I cover or when I, you know, keep in, uh, an eye on Twitter feeds or what have you on a game day, people that cover the 49ers, it's almost like they won. Congrats to the defense. And, but Shanahan, you know, it's, it's blind play calling. They're not running enough. Don't let Jimmy throw. Like it almost feels like a New York team where no one's ever happy, even though they win. You know, that's a great point. You hit it right on the nose. I get the same feeling and I cover the 49ers, but nobody's ever happy with Jimmy, right? He's always can never do anything right. Then you see that they just continue to win. They're 33 and 15 with uh, Garoppolo as the starter, but no one's ever happy. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to run the ball, you know, give it to Elijah Mitchell and give it to Debo and set up some weird plays and, we can pull this thing off. You send in uh, Bosa and Armstead and DJ Jones, and let's handle it that way. <laughs> it, you're so right. It's just nobody's ever happy. They're, they've been dying to get rid of Jimmy from day one. They want to bring in some rookie quarterback, right, from North Dakota State, and Jimmy just doesn't have a chance. Although, you got to admit, and I love the guy, right? He's a winner, and that's what we all want. But he has his own touchdown pass to do playoff games, Gus. I mean, I'm not sure where to go with that. Wow. Yeah. Rick, also, yeah. the 49ers are on a four-game winning streak right now. That's more than any other team remaining in the NFL. I think um, the most other ones is three games. I think all of them have, are on a three-game winning streak um, yeah. that we're going into, you know, going back to the regular season. Um, how much does that wear on a team to, you know, have having to play until that final regular season game? And but you got to win out from here on out. Yeah, it's a win or go home. And I think all the players are cognizant of that fact. It does seem as if the 49ers have, uh, as much as they struggled sometimes this year, they came out of the gate three and five. But they beat the Rams twice already. And they're 6-0 and against the Rams in the last six games. You, you have to look at the 49ers as getting the job done, even though they do have that reputation of, of not being a powerhouse. They seem to win. And that's what matters. And, and Garoppolo is a winner, and he has caught heck from day one. And they're still trying to replace him with a rookie. And he's, uh, but he keeps winning. He keeps bringing in the W's. And they certainly have the Rams number, even that crazy Week 18 game. Huh? I was going to say along the lines of what Jordan just said and what you're bringing up. When you look at the four-game win streak, I think one of the things that does help is confidence that you've beaten that said team that you've played, right? I mean, they're confident or at least know what's coming when it comes with the Rams division opponent and beating them. And they seem to have the the Packers number. So I, I guess when you look at what San Francisco's been fortunate about is they're playing teams that they're familiar with, feel they can beat, and have confidence getting on the plane and getting on the field that they can win. I mean, that, that's got to help. Well, I certainly think they're confident going into this game. They know they can beat the Rams. After watching uh, the Rams blow a 27-3 lead last week and create all those turnovers, I think that they think the defensive intensity of the Rams uh, 49ers uh, front line is going to get the job done, Gus. I, I really believe that. They, they've looked good. They're going to bring a whole bunch of fans <laughs> to L.A., right? Well, the uh, Rams were trying to keep uh, 49ers fans for buying tickets for some crazy thing. 
And uh, even in week 18, the Sanford has called a few uh, uh, crazy plays because they couldn't, he couldn't hear. It was just too loud. And that's in the L.A. Stadium. So I think that the 49ers are bringing the fans and they're bringing the confidence and they're, they're bringing the, uh, the heat on the front defensive line. And I think they're going to get the job done. All right, so one of the other things that we've seen a lot this week is Rams are going to run the ball something, something like 70 times, right? 60 to 70 times the average when they play the Rams. That's what they're going to do. What do you possibly think the 49er, I mean, the Rams can do to stop that, or can they? Well, I think that the 49ers are counting on them not being able to stop that. I think that that's where the emphasis is going to be. Again, with no touchdown passes in the last two playoff games by uh, Jimmy. I think that they're going to run the ball and they're going to count on the new crazy formation that Shanahan's developed with uh, Debo Samuel in the uh, backfield. That's worked, Gus. You would think that somebody would figure out a way to defend it, but it seems to work every every darn week. So I'm thinking maybe what they'll do is uh, if his ankle's not too uh, hurt, they'll line up uh, Trent Williams again and maybe make him a fullback, let him have a few more runs. Uh, the Rams have got a great defense. They're a great uh, quarterback sack team, just as the 49ers are. They're both in the top 10 this year. Um, they're going to line them up, and they're going to try and stop the run because I think that's where it's going to happen. I do believe the 49ers got to get Kid a little bit more involved. He was certainly involved more last week than week one when he only had one catch. But uh, I think that Shanahan's got a creative mind. I think that what you just said, Gus, is what they're looking to do everybody's thinking the same thing you are just as I am. And mm-hmm. I think Shanahan's going to come up with some uh, creative plays to try and throw them off. Speaking stride. with Rick Moore covers the 49ers, Jordan. Yeah. Rick, we know all the big playmakers. We, we know Odell Beckham, Cooper cup and, and Debo. Who's the, who's going to be the X factor in this game? Who's going to need to step up the most for one of the either side to be successful. Jordan, I really think, uh, again, I touched on it just a moment ago. I really think Kittle, is the guy that they're going to look to get back into it. Remember, he had such a monster year last year, and he just seemed to be in all the big plays. I think that uh, Debo and Beckham and those guys, are, everybody's looking to them. It's time for uh, Kittle to step up, and I think they're going to utilize him a little bit more. I, b- I believe he's the x for doing How do you see this one ending up? Well, I didn't do great with you guys last week. I thought that the, I, I thought that the frozen tundra mm-hmm. on uh, Aaron Rodgers would uh, would send the 49ers packing, but it didn't happen, right? It just seemed like the cold weather turned out to the 49ers' advantage because Rodgers just looked like an average quarterback and got sacked five times. I think the defensive intensity from the front line of the 49ers and Shanahan's creativity, I'm going to take the 49ers this time, Gus, 21-19. Man, you know, it's interesting because I almost feel that leads to a, 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 a similar connection with the two head coaches in terms of if you're McVay, like what, what more do you want? They sort of made a bunch of plays, couldn't get past the Niners. And then Rick, you know what's going to happen, right? If San Francisco does win, it's can Shanahan hold on to a lead now in the Super Bowl again? Or will it be a third time where he leads into the fourth quarter and, and doesn't come away victorious, man? Well, I think anybody's going to struggle if you have to play Kansas City. I, I certainly think Kansas City's going to take care of Cincinnati, although they've mm-hmm. had a fabulous run this year. and I'm proud of the Bengals. But you got to believe KC's going to be in it. And you got to believe that 49ers, 
are going to struggle. That crazy game last week against the Bills, maybe one of the best football games I've ever seen, although we got four great ones, didn't we, guys? It certainly had a tremendous weekend of football. But, uh, yeah, I think Shanahan's going to be nervous about it. I think that certainly, as you say, McVay's nervous this week. They blew a 27-3 to lead. It yeah. reminded me of that Falcons and you got to be scared of Mahomes at the end of the day. There's no doubt about that. 28 to 3. We'll never forget New Orleans. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Good show. Yep, for sure. 800 998 If you'd like to chime into the conversation, still got some time to take phone calls here. As uh, I, my guess is, Jordan, I was going to say, is one of these two games blowouts? Do you think they're both blowouts? Do you think they're both? Can we remotely have what we had last weekend where every game came down to either overtime or the game-winning kick? Well, it's kind of crazy because with the Rams, you saw what the Rams can do when they're on their A game Absolutely. in the first half. Hammered And the then box. the second half, like we've been they saying, the past Rams. couple, yeah, yeah, they could go Rams. So yeah. which Rams team, like we've been saying the past couple weeks, but the Niners we can getting? go Niners with Jimmy. Right. Like he will throw a pick in the end zone, and when they're winning, I, I don't know who do you sort of trust more. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, both of them have kind of been in the Super Bowl situation. Yeah. So, well, I'll say this: uh, Roy joins us on line four. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you for uh, calling in today. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I I cannot wait for y'all to hire Kellen Moore as your head coach of the Miami Dolphins. That's not that's that's not thin up, thin up, baby. <laughs> that's not thin up. Nah, that's that's not gonna happen. Okay, are you sure? Uh, yeah, because Moore is left. That's why <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Moore is left. Okay. Um, nah, who are happen. you getting? Not gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna be Brian Dable. So you're going to be Brian Dable. So you're going to pick some, somebody out of that, that division. Makes sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. You know, he, um, he was with Tua. He was the one that recruited Tua uh-huh. to go to uh, Alabama. He, he wants to work with Tua again. He's excited about trying to work with Tua. Okay. I mean, our defense is going to be good. He's, and then he's going to bring in um, uh, Ken Dorsey, who's actually from Miami, who played at Miami. And he's going to bring in the defensive coordinator from uh, that was let go by the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of Tua, one person that did not love Tua is Brian Flores. The Saints have requested permission to interview him. He's apparently, per Adam Schefter, a finalist for the Giants' job. Roy, probably based off, and I'm going to say this so for people that are listening. Sometimes Roy will tell me things, and I'm like, come on. And Roy, you're about batting 98% right now. I mean, really, three weeks ago, you're like, Sean's leaving. I mean, you've said a handful of different things to me throughout the season. So I'm going to give you your props. I don't know how you get your sources, but you tell me that like months before things happen that actually do happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to base my opinion on Brian Flores based off of what you told me and showed me. And anybody that tells a quarterback in the game or sideline reportedly, I should have tra- I should have drafted Mac Jones over you or, you know, I just, I, I don't care for this aspect. He didn't get along with management. Period. He, I mean, he, it, it, he didn't he's a, get along with management. Management said, that's my quarterback. Make it work. And he, he refused. So it, it, in an organization he, like the Saints, I don't know how that kind of attitude works. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're right because he's a um, he's a great DC. He's a great defensive coordinator, but he's a bad 
he's he's not good at head coaching right now. So it's he, it's it's a lesson learned for him for him to grow. You know, I know a lot of coaches that on their first time they did bad, and then once they learned, they came back and did better. Like uh, I got to tell you, like uh, Pete Carroll, he did bad with the Jets. He did bad with New England. He learned a lot more when he was at USC. Came back, learned how to manage a team with Seattle Seahawks. He's been there for a while. As you have a lot of coaches that have to go through that trial and tribulation before they can do do good. Like Don Shula, he did bad with Baltimore coach. Then he learned. He went to he went to uh, Miami. Did great. So you have a lot of coaches that have to. It's a learning process. He just did a bad because a coach, a head coach, supposed to manage people, not 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 communicate with them. He wasn't communicating with his staff since Thanksgiving, and we was winning games <laughs> of uh, him not communicating. So he didn't want to it from jump at all, but from the from the beginning. So him going to him going to the Saints, knowing that y'all in a negative seventy five million. I mean that's, that's going to be a. That's, Would you that's stop? Be a Give big, me another big, reason why you think the Saints aren't going to be good. It's not anything to do with the cap. They'll figure it out. It's like it's just like y'all starting from fresh. It, I, it, I, why do like you say that? Over. What are you talking about? I mean. How are we starting from fresh? You you still have pretty much every defensive player returning. But the question is, do you have some players that wants to play for the new head coach? That's the thing you have. Because everybody wants to play with Sean. Everybody wants to play for Sean. So that's the question you got to have. You know, um, do they want to play for the, the new head coach, whoever they're going to decide to bring in? Um, my, my, my advice is, y'all, Pete Carmichael would be good for y'all because y'all more of an offensive team. Uh, offensive minded coach. Uh, y'all haven't had a defensive minded coach in a long time since Jim Haslam. So, um, Dennis Allen would be okay. I mean, he, that's a learning process for him too because he wasn't that good in, in, uh, for the Raiders. But by him being on the show on Peyton, he probably has grown to be a better head coach. So he could probably work well for y'all. Mm-hmm. But Eric B. So, uh, some, some fans wouldn't mind interviewing him. Oh, Eric Bieniemy be a, be a great uh, he'll be a great he'll be a great pickup for y'all too. Also, Eric Bieniemy or uh, or uh, Byron Leftwich if he doesn't take the job at uh, at Jacksonville. Okay. All right, Roy, stay in touch. I'm sure you will over the weekend. Who you got? Give so, me a pick. Like I, I got thought, I got about thirty seconds. Give me a pick. Both games. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the 49ers versus the Chiefs. It's not gonna be the 49ers versus the Bengals part three. So they already played each other twice in uh, Super Bowl 60 and Super yep. Bowl 23. They're not going to nope. go. They're not. It won't happen. It won't happen. It's going to be 49ers versus the Chiefs. And 49ers going to come out this time good. Kyle Shanahan the third time's the charm. Third time's win. the charm for Kyle Shanahan. I third, time, say, third time's the charm. Part of me would kind of so like to see a, a third time where he blows it. It'd be interesting to see how that legacy goes. Roy, I got to hit the top of the hour break. Thank you as always, man. I'll be uh, staying in touch All with right. you over the weekend. Roy, All Miami right. Dolphins super fan. Go ahead. Say Finn up. Come on, Roy. Yeah, Finn's up. There it is. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> there he goes. Hour two is in the books. Jordan, hour three next on the Sports Hangover. And you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
Yes, Miss Tubbs. Uh, no problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing. One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does anyone know any good electricians near Parkville? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects.